Greetings, productive programmer. You're not going to believe a productivity tip that I found for this episode, but you don't have to take my word for it. I'm going to be diving into the comments right now, actually, into what are the productivity tips that other software engineers have from across the internet. Now, software engineers have posted quite a few tips for us to uh, decipher and take a look at all of the productivity tips that they have acquired from their career, and we can see how we can benefit from those. So making sure that you take time to rest is the first tip that I'm seeing here. Resting becomes easier if you tell your brains, that's it, work is done. It's uh, helpful to develop something along those lines in yourself. Make sure you have a moment for yourself to take your brain and shut it off. When working remotely, it's important to find ways to connect with people. When you work at the office, it's easy to walk over and talk to somebody and build a relationship, but you have to do the same thing when working remotely. So that can help you stay sane, and staying sane is a great way to stay productive. Oliver comments that it is important to set a fixed schedule for your work. Work at your desk with a good chair and good hardware and schedule breaks for yourself without interruption. And if you're a manager or a company owner, it's important to allow for virtual events at the work, doing coffees, breaks, setting up a meeting, setting up time to speak with a mentor and become closer to each other, even though it is sometimes remotely. Ben suggests having starting and stopping routines, focusing on the type of work every day. Ben prefers and suggests that it's better to quickly finish a bunch of things before getting into anything that requires a lot of depth. So that way you can set the momentum for the day. Additionally, he comments that you should write down at the end of the day all of the notes you have so that way you can shut down but have an account of everything you need to do the next day. I love that one. That's really great. And that's the one that's that's a tip that I do because I used to be guilty of working until I was finished with the task and I couldn't sleep with so much of my brain. All I had to do was just get it out of my brain and then I could rest. Ivan says that you should join a gym or club. Being cooped up all day gets lonely. And additionally, as you can imagine, staying healthy is going to help you stay productive in the workforce. So go out there, get a gym membership, or maybe just go for a walk and stay healthy. I love that tip. That's a great tip, Ivan. I like that. Another tip here from the comment section is to have an after work ritual. That's an interesting one. Uh, so going down to the office, I go down to my car, I turn on a loud metal tunes and drive home so that when I'm arriving, I'm also mentally home. In the first few weeks when remote work started during the pandemic, I just closed my notebook and well, I'm home, but my head is stuck at work. Interesting. So the traditional routine of jamming out in the car was kind of a wind down session that this person had before remote work. So it was important for them to set up a ritual that was kind of like a reminder that they're exiting work. That's a really interesting one, but that's very true. A lot of us would take the drive home as a way to, to decompress before we would get home. Very, very interesting. That's a really cool tip. Joe has a very practical advice saying that remote work might not just be for everyone. So if trying to work remotely is not productive for you, well, it might just not be your thing. So, you know, a lot of companies are still out there, such as Google, for example. They are not open to remote work right now. I mean, they have, make exceptions sometimes, but ultimately they are not moving their organization over to remote work like we've seen with a lot of other companies since the pandemic had kind of shifted things over to be in remote work. So that's that's an interesting tip, Joe. I like that. Uh, that's very true. You know, it might not just might not be your cup of tea. You know what I'm saying? 
Matt suggests having a co-working space. That's an interesting one. So I guess if you're somebody that likes to have connections with people, maybe it's good to just get out there and have a co-working space so you still can kind of have an interaction with individuals, even though you are technically working remote. So that's a really good tip, Matt. I like that one. That's really, really cool. Volker says that working on a laptop on Starbucks is super cool in theory, but you know ultimately it's really bad for your health. So uh, don't uh, be sitting at Starbucks too often working at Starbucks. Okay, I thought that was a funny one, so I throw it in there. And I was just talking to my wife the other day. Those those drinks at Starbucks, I feel like they're so sugary now. I can't drink them like I used to. Uh, and one of the things that we ended up doing when we started remote, working remotely is we actually got our own uh, espresso machine. So, you know, I, I've uh, really steered away from those sugary type of drinks and uh, just been drinking the uh, plain espresso. So I don't know if that's a productivity tip or not, but you can slam a bunch of espresso for a good price if you get your own espresso machine. <laughs> Some additional productivity tips. Well, you don't get paid by the size of your commit or the number of lines that you produce. So avoid coding first. Uh, Melvin actually suggests that you go out and you research the problem that you're trying to solve before you solve it. In fact, you'll probably find that most of the time there's a very similar solution already out there somewhere on Stack Overflow or the internet that solves the problem you're looking for. And it might even be better than what you were going to code. So one of the productivity tips you can take away from Melvin is to go and look for the existing answers out there so you're not reinventing the wheel or wasting your time. That's a huge productivity tip. You could probably save a half hour by uh, copy and pasting and lightly modifying some of the answers out there. So that is definitely applicable in certain scenarios, um, but you got to be careful what you copy and paste, of course, and make sure you really understand what you're taking into account there. Melvin also suggests that bugs happen and they do not define your self-worth or your competence and avoid any company or culture that makes you feel worse about yourself when you left a bug in your code. Instead, own your bugs, analyze them, and learn from your mistakes. So that's a great tip. I love that. I feel like I have encountered certain individuals that uh, it did not feel good when they discovered bugs in my code. And as you as you work in the industry more and more, you realize that everybody has bugs in their code and it's something that everybody does. So you have to not just drill people over mistakes that they made. That's just a toxic work environment. So, you know, bugs will happen and don't get yourself down and don't let anybody else get you down over that. And Victor responded to Melvin by saying, well said, bud. So those are some good tips, according to Victor as well. And Victor throws in some additional tips. He says, listens to others, but formulate your own point of view. I love that. So definitely be a thinker for yourself, you know, even though you take other stuff into consideration. So have empathy, but make your own decisions as well. And Victor says that if there's anything you don't understand about your code base, that you make a to-do list with all of the concepts that you don't understand, and you ask someone to explain them to you with their own words. He says that this is usually much better than trying to watch a YouTube video about a concept or an online course. Instead, just uh, focus on, on reaching out to somebody, and you'll get a better answer from somebody that can explain to you what the code is doing. And that's the way to quick productivity when it comes to understanding the code base. That's a really good tip. I like how he put that into uh, the context that it can be more productive than trying to figure it out on your own out of pride or something of that nature. Victor also suggests something that I will reword in my my own little way that I like to I like to call it. I like to say that there's it's better to work with better quality hours than it is to work more quantity hours. And uh, he is alluding to this in in his own words where he says that you want to code when you're less tired, uh, your productivity will increase ninety percent when you see 
the results of what your code looks like when you code when you're not tired. So don't just uh, slam the coffee and try to work more hours and push through that that tiredness. Uh, get some good sleep and, and prioritize your rest. Jane suggests that you know your development environment tools. I like that. That's a great tip, Jane. So make sure that you're sharpening up all your tools and you learn all the ins and outs of your development environment so that you can work productively. She also suggests that you take care of yourself. I love that. Everybody that is saying to take care of yourself uh, really understands the importance of self-care. So sleep well, eat well, those that we're seeing this uh, constantly. So that is something that we're seeing repeated in the comment section. Make sure that you prioritize your rest. That was also a tip in my previous podcast that Google threw out to prioritize your rest. So uh, Google identified that as well, obviously. And they said that Google said that 90% of people actually do not prioritize their rest, which was really interesting. And uh, Jane says that if meditation is your thing, then uh, allow your mind to stop wandering and make more sharp and focused decisions. Really, really cool. And Carlo suggests that you work out 30 minutes every day, drink enough water, and don't be afraid to ask questions. Wow, these are some good tips. Now, I mean, like working out in general, or it doesn't have to be 30 minutes every day, every other day, you know, just working out weekly, I think that would be um, sort of sufficient as well. I mean, get some form of exercise, you know, don't put a specific number on it, but get something, obviously. And then uh, he suggests that you work smarter, not harder. Uh, don't code 14 hours in a row. And that's what uh, some of the other comments were saying in, in their own words. Uh, definitely make sure you put more quality instead of quantity into things. And uh, be honest with yourself is another tip that he suggests. So another productivity that I saw that I came across was leading back to the Figma app. And I, I thought it was worth mentioning because I do think that in the workforce, we could be, all be a little bit more productive with Figma. Um, this is, I'm not affiliated with them in any way. It sounds like I'm giving them some sort of affiliation credit, but I'm not. I, I do think that they're a great app. I bring them up because they also were recently acquired by Adobe. So Adobe owns them now, but it's a uh, an app that it can be in your browser and you can use it to basically build prototypes. And I think that this is a great collaboration tool that every company and in, even if you're an individual employee, you can use this to brainstorm, design and build your own ideas. And then if you don't want to use a paid app, I would suggest that you could use a lot of the Google tools. There's a Google collaboration tool, which is 100% free. You can use it in your Gmail, uh, in your in all of your uh, Google tools, and you can collaborate with your employees using Google collaboration. It's pretty cool. I feel like it. some of the features personally with the Google collaboration could be a little bit better, uh, but the, it is still a really nice option to just kind of collaborate with somebody across the uh, internet and just remotely kind of communicate your ideas and sketch out a few things. Uh, but they don't have like uh, the best way to type last time I checked. So if you want to like type text, they're like more focused on just like drawing and having to like write things like you're on a whiteboard. And there's been some complaints that Google collaboration is a little hard to do unless you had like a tablet connected to it and everything if you're trying to drag your mouse. But but that's a whole nother story. That's probably getting off topic. But uh, but just trying to provide a free alternative for you. And Robbie Cahill suggests that there's ways that you can drastically boost your developer productivity in your interactive development environment. So it's important to consider how small amounts of time from repetitive tasks can add up. Saving a file is one second. Building a project in your IDE, five seconds. Deploying an application, 
uh, 30 seconds. And next thing you know, doing this day in and day out adds up to many, many seconds, as you can imagine, which leads to hours and days. So automating your repetitive tasks with scripts is extremely important. Make sure that you are familiar with your bash scripts and you can go ahead and, and automate that work. One of the things that I did in the workplace for myself is I set up a um, multiple TMUX sessions so that, and I link them to aliases. So when I want to spin up my work environment for the morning, you know, I just type one command and, and all of my, uh, it's several tools all start firing up all my processes and that gets me in the work uh, environment really quickly and I can also specify if I need to the the branch that I want to pull down and all that stuff uh, in the command and it it syncs multiple different uh, code bases all simultaneously to bring everything in, in alignment in my my own uh, work environment so that's just a tip that I suggest for you and Rob suggests that you have a real debugger and you stop just printing variables so make sure that you learn Learn how to really get in there and, and take advantage of your de debugging features so that you can uh, solve problems quicker and more efficiently using the tools that are at your disposal. And that goes back to one of the tips that we saw earlier in the comment section, which is making sure that you learn your tools in your interactive development environment, sharpen your tools, and get yourself working smarter, not harder. Fuzzy finders, I love these things. I mean, you just uh, learn how to use your fuzzy finder. Control P if you're in a VS Code, and there's plenty of alternatives, whatever you are using. But uh, just be able to type basically anything and pull up, whether it's a class or a random piece of text somewhere in your project, or it's uh, you know any specific uh, file name. So having a fuzzy finder, that makes things a lot easier to work with. And I, if you aren't using a fuzzy finder, please use one. I guess I just think uh, everybody uses them now, but you know, there's probably somebody out there that needs that tip. So what are your tips for staying productive while working remotely? Leave a comment below. I would love to hear your tips. And if you're enjoying this, then go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button. I do appreciate it. Hey, Productive Programmer, if you want seven actionable steps to make you a more productive programmer, then check out the link below in the description. I'm going to be launching my productivity course. I'm going to teach you tips that over 90% of developers are not using. So if productivity is of interest to you and you want to be a productive developer, take yourself to the next level and outperform the competition, then go ahead and check out that link in that description below.